It's time for the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Tom Baker. Welcome to another Thursday night of motorsports conversation here on the Performance Motorsports Network. You are listening to the Stock Car Show, coming to you live from the Race City USA PMN Studios here in Mooresville, North Carolina. My name is Tom Baker, and I am joined at the round table by Jacob Seelman, and we have Chris Murdoch and Cisco Scaramuza joining us via the Race Chaser Skype line. And our two special guests also in studio with us tonight. We've got John Holloman, one of the top racers at uh, Bowman Gray Stadium here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and Dawson Cram with us as well. Dawson, another local driver who just did an absolutely phenomenal job at Martinsville Speedway in his NASCAR Camping World Truck Series debut for Beaver Motorsports, finished 17th, I believe, on the lead lap in his truck debut. Not bad at all. We're going to be talking to John and Dawson throughout the first hour here. And we've got lots of stuff st uh, coming up later in the show. We've got Preston Peltier, who uh, won yet another. He's going to have enough bunnies to uh, probably fill a whole garage. He's got and, enough bunnies to start a farm. Yeah, he won his fifth Easter Bunny 150 for the Pro All-Star Series late models, super late models, at uh, Hickory Motor Speedway last weekend. And uh, Preston will be joining us later via the phone line. From and, Colorado. Yeah, Colorado, where it's probably still snowing. I'm just guessing. Um and we also will hear from Kyle Souza, who's going to talk to us about the Icebreaker weekend that's uh, happening in Thompson, Connecticut this weekend at Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park, the track with a name that doesn't stop. Um, <laughs> and at the, the rate that it's going, it might just be icy this weekend up there. I know it was snowing in Oswego, New York this it's morning. It's supposed to so, be like 39 degrees yeah, this it's, weekend. Yeah, it's going to be touch and go for that event up north. But yeah. then uh, they're used to it. I've been to a couple of icebreakers in my past. And, uh, yeah, you needed the gloves and the ski hat and the whole nine yards for that. And, of course, pushing the buttons behind the glass, Bill Holt from the Carolina School of Broadcasting. So now that you know who we are, let's just get busy talking about some motorsport stuff. First of all, I'm going to spend a little time here welcoming each of our guests. We'll start with John Holloman. John has been with us a couple times before, and he was with us uh, last year and actually kind of co-hosted with us and really did a great job. Glad to have you back, John, and really excited about what you got going on in 2018. Back in Black is going to be now back in blue. Yeah, it's good to be here. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, we kind of you got to hint it at it there a little bit. We've got a new paint scheme this year at Bowman Gray. Um, I've always been known to race a black race car, so just wanted to switch it up a little bit this year and went with a kind of like a deep sky blue color. So it's really pretty. We'll see how it turns out. Well, it's going to be interesting. Uh, when does uh, everything start up at the Madhouse? Not too long from now, right? A couple of weeks? 
Yeah, not long at all. We actually had our first practice last weekend. How'd that go? Really well. Uh, just kind of shaking the car down, scoving some new tires in, things like that. Um, had had surprisingly good speed for you know just shaking things in. So we'll see what happens. We got another one this Saturday, and then we'll start off April twenty first. Get things rolling. Sounds good to me. And you're gonna also uh, wheel a modified a time or two, I guess this year, huh? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, Can't wait to see that. Yeah, Talk it's going to be that great. Um, as most most people know, Junior Miller, the Southern Absolutely. King of Modifieds, and uh, we kind of put a deal together late last year um, for me to drive his car some this year. And but it was so late in the year, we already had prior commitments to run full time in the sportsman division at Bowman Gray. Ah. So um, we're going to practice some at the stadium, but mostly the races we run are going to be places like Caraway, different places like that, um, away from the stadium that don't interfere with the dates there. But it's a blast. I'm looking forward to working with Junior. I mean, he's a legend in Modified, so it's it's something I'm really stoked for. And we'll uh, quickly introduce Dawson. Dawson uh, with us, I think, for the first time ever in studio. First time in the building, yes. First time in I the building. I checked that earlier yeah, today. First time in the building for him. And uh, tell us how old you are. Uh, I'm 16. And where are you from? I'm from Mooresville, North Carolina. Okay, so right here in Mooresville, not far from us, no doubt. Um, talk a little bit about what you just did at Martinsville. That had to be pretty sweet to jump in the truck and go take on the best in the truck series. And really, honestly, people say, well, 17th, eh. Well, 17th for your first time in the truck at Martinsville on the lead lap is pretty doggone good in my book. Yeah. It was a very good run. We had a lot of things go our way. We could have maybe finished a little bit better if we didn't go down a lap earlier in the race due to an incident on pit road. But that's learning, and I need to get past that. Learning, I was nervous coming down pit road for the first time. We got past that, and we ran a good race, good clean race, saved all of our stuff. The truck got a little bit beat up, but there's some trucks that they're filling from the back that are so beat up. But we had a good time. You were nervous, uh, and what happened on pit road? We were nervous, and when I was coming down in my pit box, the radio, we had a little bit of a problem with the radio. I kind of misshot my pit box because the 16 truck was leaving his box, and to not get clipped, I drove it deep into the box and Ooh. hit a crew member. Oh, no. Yeah. That's not good. Yep. Was he okay? Yeah, he was fine. He... uh he changed the rest of the race. He was all good. Okay. I, I, cool. I will add to that that master photographer Phil Cavalli got an extraordinary picture of that particular crew member flying over the oh, bumper man. after you clipped him. Yeah, it was a <laughs> – I felt bad about the incident, but the crew chief from that team walked over to my pit box and told them to tell me that he's all right and to shake it off because that can affect your race a lot. Well, that's pretty generous. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So um, talk a little bit about your future in the truck series. Are we going to see any more truck races out of you? We're planning on running as many short tracks as we can run this year. Iowa, Eldora, ISM, the next Marsville, just as many as we can get in. Please hold while I point out that he did just say Eldora. I d don't remember you ever being on dirt in your life, Dawson Crown. I've ran some uh, dirt. Oh, yeah, you stuff. ran you ran at Millbridge one point didn't you yes that's i was right. the house driver okay. for ske that's right yep. forgot about that wow i don't Brain remember laps. that how long ago was that a couple years ago at well, least yeah, a couple okay. years ago see i totally did not remember that well that's good so you'll get some more starts in it yep excellent 
That's awesome stuff. Well, good to have you both here. And Jacob, I mean, this is a show that's just going to be very loose and fast-paced yes. and yes. back and forth a little bit. Um, I'm going to let you have the floor for a bit. I know you got some questions probably for both of them. Well, I want to go to John first because I've not had a chance to pick his brain since the whole modified thing came out at the end of last year. So who got who? Who got you hooked up with Junior? How did all that come together? Because... Again, if there's anybody in the history of the stadium that has their name echo as much as Junior does, maybe the only person I can think of is somebody like Tim Brown. I mean, Junior is the guy when it comes to history at the Madhouse, and to have your name now alongside his driving one of his cars, wow. Yeah, I mean, that, that's exactly my reaction. You know, I still it's kind of still unbelievable to me as well. Um, yeah, toward the end of the year, uh, me and Junior had been talking, and we talk, he had talked with my dad some as well. Um, we always kind of had a relationship there. Um, I'd always talk to him and ask him for advice, um, things like that, just picking his brain because who wouldn't want to pick that guy's brain? You Even know? when you were running the sportsman. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but, you know, he started talking and saying that he just wanted to run the 25 lappers. He didn't really have much interest in running the long races. You know, he's toward the later part of his career, which is understandable. Um, so he was like, hey, you know, you want to try to run some of my – you want to try to run my car in some of the longer races and stuff like that. Um, and it worked out that we're, we're going to be able to run some other places, like I said, due to prior commitments running the mm -hmm. sportsman full-time already. Um, but maybe next year it's a possibility that we just run some big races in both divisions. Um, there you go. We've thrown that out there, thinking about that. But that'd definitely be cool to just run the big races over there and go for the money races. Have you gotten any extended on-track time yet in the modified? Not yet? Not yet. We're working on it. Um, we've got the seat in now. So uh, okay. you guys over at LaJoy are doing us a good job, like always. And uh, we're going to get some test time soon and hopefully uh, get things rolling there. Tom, I know you know this. Driving anything at the stadium, you kind of have to have the same mindset because it's slam on the brakes, go through the corner, yeah. jet for about 100 feet, slam on the brakes. It's it's all the Gas, same. Gas, lift, stop, yeah. turn. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I think that may have been exactly how John described it the very first <laughs> time he came on this show. But the modified division is why they call it the Madhouse. Yes. Period. And – there was a time when Junior Miller was largely the reason in they the modified the division. Yes. They called it the Madhouse. To see the history of that car be able to continue, it, it the youth movement, it's everywhere right now in motorsports. You, know, you get to see somebody like John carry on a historic car, but be a young guy trying to make his own mark. This is just a cool deal. Well, there have been a few young drivers um, over the years that have – run some modified stuff there joe mm -hmm. ryan osborne joe ryan's one um, yeah noah triplet ran modifieds there a little bit yeah gosh I um yep hadn't um, thought about noah so there have been there have been a few i'm sure i'm missing a couple but you know i mean john to be able to first of all i remember a conversation you and i had a couple of years ago where i said to you I would love nothing better than to see you jump in a modified because i think your driving style really just fits that that type of car really well but i was thinking more than just the stadium i was thinking more of just modified racing in this area in general and to be able to 
um, you know, to, to, to see you be to, to get a shot now. Uh, I mean, it's got to be an awesome feeling to know that you're going to get that chance to jump in a car, especially driving for somebody as iconic as Junior in this area. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that's that's one of the big things, like Jacob was talking about, seeing a tradition continue. Yeah. I mean, look how Burt Myers got his start. He was mm-hmm. on his way in as his father yep. was on his way out. And people forget how good Gary Myers was. Yep. Uh, you know, because kind of, Burt and Jason have kind of overshadowed him in a sense. But um, that's nonetheless, he started a new thing in his own dirty south. He's made a name for himself and his brand as he came up through making the tradition new again. Yep. And, you know, we just hope that we can keep doing the same thing. Um kind of continue that trend and junior's big thing has always been southern style so we're going to roll with that and keep it going well we're looking forward to it we'll talk more with john and dawson we've got kyle Souza coming up preston peltier coming up and oh by the way we're going to debate you can translate that to probably argue about the race hubs <laughs> top 50 greatest nascar driver list because well, there's a lot of reason to argue about what's on that list. Uh-huh. We're going to do that later in the show, too. Stick around. We'll be right back with more of the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport on PMS, uh, PMN, PMS. Wow. PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. 
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Noah Gregson, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Boy, old Noah Gregson. (laughs) Noah Gregson caused a little stir this week. He sure did, yeah. He was definitely the straw that stirred the drink on uh, Twitter. We might get to that later, too. We Uh, should get to that later. Jeff Glock had a... um, 12 questions. 12 questions. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I'm not sure what Jeff was thinking with the question he asked, but I guess he got what he wanted. Okay, I'm going to clarify. It's not that that the 12 questions questions list is created by a particular driver in this case I believe it was Landon Castle before the start of the season given to Gluck and then he's required to ask those 12 questions to every driver that he interviews during the year so if, if you want to blame anybody Landon it's Landon's created that fault. question wow that's all I'm gonna say about that we'll we'll try to get to that later uh but right now I uh, want to make an announcement we've expanded our platform for the Stock Car Show and our Monday show, uh, the Motorsports Madness, both of which are Race Chaser Radio Productions, we're not only live with both shows on the Performance Motorsports Network, but we are now also live on Spreaker.com. Um, that is one of the new emerging podcast platforms. This show is airing live Thursday nights at 7 Eastern here on the Uh, Performance Motorsports Network, but you can also get it. If you're a fan of Spreaker, you can go to Spreaker.com, search Race Chaser Radio, and you'll get the live broadcast there. You'll also be able to, of course, download the podcast on demand. All of our shows are stored there through our RSS feed, and you can subscribe through Spreaker as well. Please do so. Spreaker has an app, too, by the way. They do have an app as well. Um, But, uh, yeah. So definitely excited about that and thank the folks at Spreaker for all their help in setting that up. We are soon to also be on Spotify with our podcasts as well. We are also on iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Google Play uh, with the on-demand podcast. So if you're on any of those platforms, if that's where you get your audio, you can find us. Just search Race Chaser Radio, and it will give you a feed that has both our Motorsports Madness show and the Stock Car show uh, in the feed. We're also going to be adding much more audio content as we go through the season. So we are definitely expanding here. We're very excited about that. Right now, we continue with tonight's show and we introduce Cisco Scaramuzzi into the mix. We got Chris Murdoch as well. We're going to talk to both of these guys. Not a lot of news this week, Cisco, but uh, the NASCAR uh, group uh, announced their 2019 schedule. And I think the big news is that there isn't much to talk about because it's really not any different from this year. The biggest news of the schedule was the fact that the schedule came out this early. That's really the biggest news about this schedule. Yeah, because last we, year it was May, I think, Cisco. Exactly. 
Yeah. So, and, you know, all the all the worries around. Well, my biggest thing is I believe the Roval is scheduled on there. We haven't even raced there yet. So, I mean, yep. if it turns into an unmitigated disaster, then what are we going to do? Um, uh, well, NASCAR reserves the right to change its mind at any time about anything. So, you know, it can always yep. just go back to the Oval, I guess. Chris Murdoch, I think the other big piece of news with the schedule is the fact that it does say Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series schedule. So uh, I think we can put to rest any doubt that Monster's returning, at least for 2019. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't. I mean, they've... I think, in my opinion, only done a, you know, good things for the sport so far. I mean, they've really amped up the all-star race weekend with all the motocross and stuff that goes on in the infield. They've really done a good job of bringing a whole bunch of motorsports and a whole bunch of auto racing in general together. And I really appreciate what they've done with merging all of those things together and and trying to make one big family. Um, I think really in terms of schedule and news, all the news got broke you know this year with the roval and stuff so i don't think you can really top that unless they added another one or really mix things up so i'm not really too surprised that it's out this early because what else would they really change yeah there's not really much to change uh obviously a few dates slightly different just because of where easter fell but yes only big difference is that easter backs up to like april 21st or whatever so you get texas Bristol and Richmond all moving up one week, and I think we now have nine straight races to open the season, if I remember correctly. Which is something wow. I don't think we I don't think we've ever had because you get Daytona, Atlanta, the three West Coast races, then Martinsville, Texas, Bristol, Richmond, and then Easter. So yeah, nine straight races to open the Cup Series season next year. That's going to be interesting. Definitely something a little bit different. Uh, and oh, by the way, just a little tidbit off. I don't know if I'd call it the newswire. It's more like the weather forecast. But if yeah. you're one of the uh, the series that's in the wheelhouse of this show is the Arca Racing Series. They have a race scheduled at one of my favorite racetracks in the entire U.S. of A. Nashville. That would be the Nashville Fairgrounds uh, Speedway on Saturday. Forecast snow. <laughs> yes, that's what I said. Snow. <laughs> So uh, I hope they brought their their chains for the tires and their snow boots and ski masks and gloves because it's going to be freezing cold there. And the forecast is for snow all day on Saturday. So I don't know. But if they get any racing it at all and hopefully get the day and somehow um, you'll see it on Mav TV Saturday night at eight o'clock. I believe Eastern time and the cars tour already has canceled their scheduled show for this weekend, not due to snow, but due to rain in this area. That's supposed to basically just uh, be a deluge on Saturday, most uh, throughout most of this North Carolina region. So um, no cars tour and Arca race that may end up being snowed out. I have no idea what the rain date would be, if it would be Sunday or whatever. But Sunday, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think Sunday is supposed to be slightly better. Yeah. Um, so we'll, well see. If it, if it doesn't stick too bad as far as the racetrack is concerned, it's going to make for easy cleanup, just like we saw at Martinsville. Now, well, I don't uh, know. Do they have uh, a snow titan like NASCAR <laughs> Did imported from Kansas track with a junior en- license plate on the back? Track Enterprises has the ability to get equipment from just about wherever they want. They have like 20 racetracks around. The- around so yeah. a- Adam Mackey's a smart man. He'll figure it out. <laughs> this just in. Uh-oh. 
Are we going to break some news? Well, okay, it's not dedicated racing news. It's oh. just funny. Okay. Matt Benedetto approves this message. It is National Burrito Day. <laughs> so everyone head to uh, your favorite Mexican restaurant and get a burrito. In honor, in honor of Matt D. Burrito. Matt D. Burrito. There we go. Yeah, okay. So uh, I wonder if there's anywhere that has a Matt D. Burrito special on National Burrito Day. Someone should have thought of that. Someone should have thought of that. Yeah. I'll tweet at Benedetto during the next break and see if anybody did think of that. Yeah, check that out. By the way, if you'd like to comment on the show or ask a question or whatever. Hashtag ask PMN. Hashtag ask PMN. And you can do that at either at Race Chaser Media on Twitter or at Jacob Seelman 77 because, because Jacob I Monitors keep an eye his. on Twitter. Yeah. Yep. Or yeah, those would be the two at Race Chaser Media or at Jacob Seelman 77 on Twitter. Ask P-M-N, and uh, we'll try to get to your question if it's uh, family-oriented because we are, after all, a family show, Indeed. especially since we have a couple of young adults here we have to be good role models for. Wait, 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 wait. You're calling John Holloman a young adult? I'm he 50. Like he's he, a young adult. <laughs> he, he also acts like he's 12 half the time. <laughs> well, that's... I mean, you, you were also just talking about Noah Gregson, so come this on now. This is true. Well, that, but, but that was kind of the I'm point. So, I'm sorry, John. I had to fire the shot. You knew that for, was coming. For all you young racers out there who are trying to build your brand and get sponsors, see what Noah did? See what he said? Don't do that. Yes, That's not the way to that. get sponsors. Okay, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, well, we'll talk about, we'll talk it, about it later. Just yeah. uh, hang tight. Um, I want to come back to Dawson for a second here. Not not anything to do with Noah Gregson, but um, what got you together with Beaver Motorsports for the truck deal at Martinsville? Because last I knew you guys had a truck of your own, I thought. We did have a truck of our own, just we didn't have the equipment to be competitive and we didn't have the workers to be competitive and we saw we saw a mutual alliance with beaver motorsports through my uncle and it just fell into place okay so you ended up driving for that team and that's an established team jacob so that was oh gosh yes mark beaver has been in the camping world truck series for several years that 50 truck has become synonymous with his team uh he was paired up with, I believe it was Make Motorsports at one time or another, and then has since branched off and uh, taken that truck underneath his own operation this year. And I, I had fun watching you interact with Mark during Martinsville race weekend, Dawson. I could sense every time he was around giving you advice, I could see you. You were just trying to soak it up like a sponge. What were you able to learn from him? What was what were some of the things that you leaned on him for as far as advice over the course of the race weekend to kind of make that learning curve a little quicker? Well, Mark is obviously intelligent in the race industry, and he has experience. So when you go to a new track, me and my dad like to call it, when you go to a new track, you don't know where the bathrooms are, so you need to go there. <laughs> Well, I guess that's true. I, I mean, hadn't thought about it quite that way, but I suppose that would be true. When you go <laughs> with someone else that knows the track and has experience, they know where the bathrooms are, they know where the hot dog stand is, they know where tech is, they know where you're supposed to go for driver intros, they know you know, where the infield care center is, where the rookie meeting is, where the 
uh, driver's meeting is, and it just made everything a lot easier, took a lot of stress off our shoulders. Well, I'm sure it did, and certainly you rewarded him with a great run. Stick around, you guys. We're going to be back right on the other side of this break. You are listening to the Stock Car Show, presented by our friends at HMS Motorsport on the Voice of Motorsports, the Performance Motorsports Network. We'll be right back. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD.
Hi, this is Austin Terrio, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show. You're on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. <laughs> Though we do appreciate our female audience, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you'll have to catch one of the uh, re-airs of the show, huh. um, and you'll hear my little uh, faux pas earlier in the show, but we're going to leave it in because, well, it was actually kind of funny. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman with you and the around the round table. We've also got Dawson Cram and John Holloman with us as well. We've got Cisco Scaramuza and Chris Murdoch via the Race Chaser Skype line, and we've got Bill Holt behind the glass, punching buttons like crazy from the Carolina School of Broadcasting. He is a button whiz over there, and uh, he keeps us running as well as we possibly can. We have got Preston Peltier coming up in just a little while. He won the Easter Bunny 150 at Hickory over the weekend. And we've also uh, got Kyle Souza coming up in our second hour to talk Thompson Speedway Motorsports Parks Icebreaker Weekend. There are more classes racing at the Icebreaker than I can possibly count. And Kyle's going to talk about most of them in the second half of our show. So I think there's 10 of them. Yeah, or 12. 10 or 11. Um, they add a couple of more even for the uh, World Series at the end of the year. But there's more than enough divisions in action over the weekend at Thompson to keep the uh, racing fix alive for at least a little while so um i want to actually i was gonna save this for later but you know what i want to do it now because i want to get john and 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 dawson oh the list yeah so the list so here here's here's the deal so i love the show race hub on on fox and i love the crew there and they did something that i thought was really really cool they actually each put together their own individual lists of the top 50 all-time NASCAR drivers. Now, this encompasses all of NASCAR's divisions, not just Cup. So just for example, Richie Evans, who of course is in the Hall of Fame for his exploits in the NASCAR Modified Series, um, is, is on the top 50. What they did is... They all made up their own lists. And then similar to the way the Associated Press does their polls in college sports, they assigned the point value. 50 to 1. 50 to 1. And then averaged every, everybody's list together to come up with the definitive top 50. Now, I'm going to go through them. I'm going to read the whole 50 here just so that all of you listening to the show can hear them, and then we'll we'll talk a little bit, and we'll go around the table and give everybody, everybody a chance to. Uh, I'll throw some questions out. We'll give everybody mm-hmm. a chance to debate. All right. Do you want me to read the list, or do you nope. want to do it? I'm going to do it. Okay. Okay. Number one, the king, Richard Petty. Number two, seven-time, Jimmy Johnson. Number three, David Pearson. Number four, Jeff Gordon. Number five, Dale Earnhardt. Number six, Daryl Waltrip. Seven, Kelly Yarborough. Eight, Bobby Allison. 9, Tony Stewart, 10, Lee Petty, 11, Ned Jarrett, Kyle Busch is 12, Herb Thomas, 13, Rusty Wallace, 14, Junior Johnson, 15, Buck Baker, Buddy's dad, 16, Bill Elliott, 17, 18 is, I have to scroll down, sorry, 18, Kevin Harvick, 19, Mark Martin, 20, Tim Flock, 21st, Matt Kenseth, 22nd, Bobby Isaac, 23rd, Fireball Roberts, 24th, Dale Jarrett, 25th, Joe Weatherly, 
26, the Iceman, Terry Labonte. 27, Rex White. 28, Kurt Busch. 29, Bad Brad, Brad Keselowski. 30, Fred Lorenzen. Benny Parsons, 31st. Davey Allison, 32nd. Bobby Labonte, 33rd. Carl Edwards, 34th. Denny Hamlin, 35th. Martin Truex, 36th. Dale Earnhardt Jr., 37th. Buddy Baker, 38th. Ricky Rudd, 39th. Harry Gant, 40th. Alan Kowicki, 41st. Curtis Turner, 42nd. Neil Bonnet, 43rd. Sam Ard, for those of you who don't know, NASCAR Bush Series ace, 44th. Richie Evans from the Modified Tour, 45th. Tim Richmond, 46th. Got to wonder where he might have been if he'd been around a little longer. Jeff Burton, 47th. Marvin Panch, 48th. Greg Biffle, 49th. Joey Logano, 50th. Put it out and take a breath, Tom. And, uh, yeah, Cisco uh, <laughs> stuck his name at 51st. So, well, <laughs> good job, Cisco. It's, it's okay to wish. Um, now, there are so many places I could go with this, but here's where I'm going to start. Okay. Does anybody disagree with Richard Petty being number one? No. And no? If, if you do, you're wrong. I'm sorry. Dawson? No. John? Negative. Cisco? No. Chris? Nah. Okay. So we that, all agree that Petty should be number that's one. That's unanimous. Okay. Now, let's go to number two. Does anybody, I'm going to go around the table again, does anybody disagree with Jimmy Johnson being number two? And if you do, who would you put there, Jacob? Yes, actually, I do disagree with this. Not by much, but I would put Pearson second over Johnson, and here's why. David Pearson's stats, I think, are largely skewed by the fact that he only ran a full season a couple of times. Three championships out of four full-time seasons, 105 career wins is second all-time, and 113 poles second all-time. For me, Silver Fox is second. I think he'd have had probably seven championships if he'd run more full-time seasons and maybe stole a few from Petty. Dawson? Uh, I disagreed to some extent. I believe that just I didn't hear Ron Hornaday's name come up. and I think In the he's top on, 50 at all? No. But, no. Nope. but would you put him second? The, yes. You would? Yes. Second all-time? Yes, he's one of the greatest short track racers of all time. No, this is all-time NASCAR drivers, and yes. you would put him second only to Richard Petty? Yes. You're talking about one rough dude that could get anything done in anything. Fair you enough. You know, I got to give Dawson credit because I, Ron never I like Ron, it. Ron never got the Cup Series opportunities that I feel like he deserved. I mean, Fair. I give guy, Dawson credit for arguing his point. That guy could win with a 10-place truck. I love it. Somebody went out on a limb. John. Yeah, I disagree. Um, Who you put there? Who's second? I'd say I will definitely go with exactly what Jacob said. I was thinking the same thing. The Silver Fox really never ran a full schedule. I mean, he ran it, what, a couple seasons? Yep. I mean, the guy was incredible. Just think how hard it is now if you're only running week here and three weeks later you're going to run. You're so out of the loop. But it didn't matter. Every time this guy came to the track, he was competitive and winning races and kicking their tails, including Richard Petty. I'd almost put him right there up there atop, above Richard Petty if he, if he ran a full schedule every year. Well, we'll never know because he didn't. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Cisco. No, I agree with Jacob. And I also calculated out to kind of increase the impact of Pearson. I looked at the win percentage. Jimmy Johnson 
had a 14% win percentage. David Pearson had an 18% win percentage. That's highest among all drivers in the Cup Series. Ha! Interesting. Highest among all drivers. Well, yes. I mean, you know, you throw in the people who ran like 50 races that well, who won like maybe okay. five or six, then yeah. All right. but Highest among all drivers you know, that ran 100 races guns, or I more. did the top guys, you know, Pearson, Gordon, Waltra, Yarbrough, Allison, Johnson, Earnhardt, Petty. Pearson's the highest among all those. Chris Murdoch. Cisco stole my point, but I was I was gonna go Aww. win percentage. Uh, Pearson Pearson okay. should be a, above Johnson. Just be just on that you know fact alone. I mean, just look about how he he uh, how he was driving. So I mean, or, or his win percentage, I should say. I, I should say. I See, agree wholeheartedly with with those of you who say David Pearson. Because I honestly believe that, and of course it's tough because we'll never know what Pearson would have done any more than we would have known what Richmond would have done or even a guy like Buddy Baker who didn't run full seasons every year either. Um, But I agree, Pearson was something special for sure. And you can can also flip the, the coin with that too, Tom, you know, with some of these, you know, young guys that are on the list that you read off. Their season's not over yet. I mean, you, there, there's still a lot to be done with some of these guys that are on this list, maybe sitting midway through the list and, and doing all that. Right. Yep. Interesting. Okay. We're going to continue this later in the a show. little later yep. in the show. Um, but we've got Preston Peltier coming up around the turn. We're going to talk Easter Bunny, one of my favorite races of the entire year anywhere for any division. Yep. Dawson, and you ran the Easter Bunny a couple years ago, didn't you? I ran it last season. Last season. Yeah, you drove okay. for Hayes Motorsports, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Dawson can certainly talk about that as well. We'll, uh, we'll talk Easter Bunny around the turn. You're listening to the Stock Car Show, presented by our good friends at HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. Catch them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. You are listening to this show on the Performance Motorsports Network and Spreaker.com. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. 
It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Brandon McReynolds, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, where you just never know what's going to come out of uh, somebody's mouth here on the Performance Motorsports Network. We've been uh, debating NASCAR Race Hub's um, 50 all-time greatest NASCAR drivers list. We're going to continue with that later in the program. Right now, we're going to shift gears a little bit to (laughs) talk about the Easter Bunny 150 at Hickory Motor Speedway as uh, John Holloman cheeses for Jacob Seelman's camera here in the studio. Preston Peltier joining us via the Race Chaser hotline, and he was the winner of that there race. He did kind of good. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Preston calling us from the great state of Colorado. My first question for you, sir, other than to say welcome back to the program is, is it snowing in Colorado? No, nope, not right now. Actually, it was like it's close to seventy degrees today. Wow! And, uh, <laughs> but they are calling for snow overnight and into tomorrow sometime. Okay, I did. That's this. The this wet- is really not a whole lot different than what I'm used to, other than the humidity. You know, it it gets a little chilly and it snows a little bit, and by the afternoon it's melted and gone, just like it is in the Carolinas. So. Well, it's really you, not that different. You kind of know the weather here. and We were uh, talking earlier in the show. I was mentioning that it's supposed to snow in Nashville on Saturday on the ARCA race that's scheduled at the fairgrounds. So, you know, the weather this year has just been crazy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So talk about uh, the Easter Bunny 150 back to victory lane again. What a job you did. That was a star-studded field, 42 cars and, you know, it was enough just to get in the show. You certainly got in the show, and then you won the thing. Um, you got five now. Is that enough? Uh, well, who's counting? <laughs> it, it, you know, to, exactly. To me, it's, uh, uh, it's just it's one of those places I just I love to go and race, you know. Um, I mean, if, if I could be there every time they had a super late model race, I'd I'd probably go. I just I like the place. It's it's kind of it's kind of a driver's track. You know, yes. you have to save a little bit of tire. Um, you got to know when to go, when not to go, and and uh, and how hard to go. And it's rough, and it's got multiple grooves. So um, it's just kind of my cup of tea. Preston, you and I were talking about this after the race Saturday night, and one of the things that really stuck out to me was when you were uh, saying to Alan Dietz that this is a big race, but you don't go into it treating it 
like it's a big race. You don't put any extra pressure on your shoulders coming into a marquee event like the Easter Bunny. Do you feel like no. that's something that, that has made you more successful in it? Uh, probably, because I'll, I'll tell you what happens. Uh, and, and I know this from my own personal experience is, you know, uh, sometimes um, you can put pressure on yourself and you end up driving the car a little harder. Uh, and, and, and when you do, yeah, when you, you're just a little bit over your head, you don't feel everything that you need to feel in that thing to get it dialed in. Um, and it's happened to us several times, you know, and it all depends on, on how you unload from the truck. You know, sometimes you unload and you're fast and, and, and that's not necessarily a good thing. And then sometimes you, you unload and you're way off and that's not necessarily a good thing either. So I like to be like somewhere in the middle, um, but going to a place like Hickory, um, I have so many laps around that place that I know exactly how I need to drive the car, exactly how it needs to feel, and and exactly what I need to, to get from point A to point B, you know, to get that, that whatever I'm looking for out of that thing. I, I, I can't explain, you know, there's some places we go and we, we just struggle. We, we could be fast, but we struggle, um, and Hickory is just not one of those places. You're an East Coast boy from the start of your career. Now you're living in Colorado. I've never actually gotten to ask you this, so I'm curious the answer in my own right, but for our audience who may not be familiar with why you made the move, talk a little bit about uh, the move out to Colorado, why it was right in your career to make that move, and then you know now being able to run some of the big races on the West Coast as well. Well, a lot of people know that you know, for the last 18 years, I worked at Hendrick Motorsports uh, in uh, in the body development department. You know, uh, um, man, that's uh, that's that's such. Uh, it it it's one of those things that that sport at that level will it takes everything you got and it will suck the life out of you if you let it. Um, and it's kind of ironic because when you're in the middle of it, you don't see it. But once you get away from it, you realize how much you missed. And and it's, it, you know, looking back, I, I'm really surprised I was able to do as much as I did do while being employed there. Um, the, the opportunity came along. You know, I've been driving for these guys uh, at select big shows for the last, uh, oh, I'd say since 20 15 somewhere around there and um uh they kind of wanted to to expand their program so i came on full time so that right now this is this is how i make my living i i uh i help them build these cars and and set them up and drive them and and they have some other vehicles that that you know we go out and we race and play and have a good time and and uh so that's where we're at and man it's it, it's like one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. That's really cool to hear. And I know there were a lot of people, as soon as you pulled into the pit area and they realized the 48, which is the number that you're, you've driven since you moved out to Colorado, when they saw that car roll off the trailer as opposed to even the 33, which was Roger Lee Newton's number that you've run to success in the Easter Bunny before, 
I know there were a lot of people that uh, looked at that and their eyes got really big really fast. I saw that car roll out of the trailer Saturday morning and I thought to myself, oh, <laughs> this this is going to be fun. And, and you proved it. It took you 68 laps or so to get to the front of the field. But it seemed like, as you said earlier, you knew what you needed, you knew what the car was capable of, and it all just worked out. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Like I've said earlier, also, you know, it's just that place. You know, uh, uh, another place that, that that I feel the same about is Orange County. You know, it's it's multiple grooves and it's rough. It's a, the same kind of story. Um, so I kind of feel like if I have enough time with any car, I can get it. You know, I can I, I can be competitive and win races with it. Uh, the key word there is enough time. Mm-hmm. Well, you certainly did a phenomenal job on Saturday. Where and when can we expect to see you over here again racing? Well, um, so the goal is to be in the 33 Newton Concrete. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't even know if that thing's a Ford or a Chevy or what. It's, <laughs> it's being built brand new at Hankey Shop. Um, it's one of the new Sidewinder cars, which that's what we won um, the Easter Bunny with, and uh, uh, so we'll be we'll be driving that thing hopefully at Orange County at the Cars Tour um, shortly here, coming up here in April, and then I think the next thing after that for me will be uh, um, Bristol in back in the '48. Okay, uh, the short track yeah. U.S. Nationals, the big show. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, real quickly, Preston, uh, before I give you a chance to talk about the other sponsors that make it possible for you, uh, both here and on the West Coast, um, what's the next big super late model race on the West Coast that you guys are looking at? Uh, well, we have a whole schedule, uh, and, and here's the thing with these guys. It's like, um, you know, this generator source team, we could decide literally tomorrow that we're going to go race in California or Tucson or, you know, uh, uh, up in Washington. So uh, the schedule's not set in stone. It's very dynamic. But uh, um, right now, the one that we are pre-entered for right now would be uh, the summer showdown up in Monroe, Washington, which, uh, man, that's that's another one of those places I just love. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Preston, you mentioned the whole generator source team. I know how big a part of uh, of your racing right now those guys are. Uh, talk a little bit about any other supporters, sponsors that you need to give a shout out to that make it possible for you to get to the racetrack. Yeah, you know, some some somebody that really made a big difference in our program was uh, Ernest Shocks. Uh, they came on board uh, uh, before the Derby, right before the Derby, and uh, uh, so I got to thank them guys and Quartermaster. AR Bodies, AP Brakes, Hankey, of course, uh, Graphics Unlimited, um, man, uh, think of who else, Joe's, um, that's, that, oh, Ultra Cool, Ultra Cool Brake Fans, and, uh, that's, that's really about it, um, you know, it's, it, 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 it looks like a big program, but it's not, it's not quite as big as everybody thinks, uh, you know, and, and like I said, it's just, uh, it's it's one of those deals where whatever whatever they feel at the time is that's what we're going to go do. 
Well, I know it's been a lot of fun for you to watch, and it's yielded a lot of success so far. A pole at the Derby, an Easter Bunny win, and more good things to come, Preston. I know it's been too long since we've had you on here, but always fun to have you on, and we'll look forward to it again later in the season. Sounds good. I look forward to it, too. Thanks, Preston. We appreciate it. That's Preston Peltier, and we come back to our in-studio guests, and I will turn to John Holloman. John, before we get you out of here, two things I want to talk about with you. The first thing is, you mentioned this actually during one of our breaks. So back in the day, the Madhouse used to have a TV show, and then it went away. It's well, back. for 2018, <laughs> it's back. What you think about that? Yeah, um, I wish it would expand to some of the other divisions because it seems like this year is just going to be in the Modified Series. Um, but, you know, the past couple of years, I'd venture to say the sports division, which is what I race in, is has been the best show at Bowman Grave, you know, for a while. Because <laughs> Modified's just been kind of followed the leader the past couple of years. It's been Bert, Jason, Tim, and, you know, a couple guys here and there, Jonathan Brown. You know, so those guys and nobody else, and if they draw up front, the show's over. Um, but I think I think it's definitely going to bring back some excitement this year. It won't mm -hmm. be any more of that, I'm sure, with cameras following you around. Well, certainly uh, going to be entertaining, and I know you've got a lot of people that support you in your racing, so I want to give you a chance to give the prerequisite shout-outs and thank yous. Yeah, I appreciate that. I have actually have a lot of new people coming on board this year, so we're Good. really excited to we love that. get with those guys. Um, we had a great year last year. We actually ended up winning eight races over there, which is, you know, eight out of 24. It was unprecedented. We didn't expect it at all. Um, just one of those years, everything falls into place. Um, but due to that, we got some uh, extra recognition and some guys have taken notice. And um, definitely like to give thanks to them and shout them out. Um, a couple of them. To mention really quickly, core training in Clemens, a uh, great facility. I actually work out there a lot. Um, guys. Looks yeah. like it's working. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. It takes a lot of hard work and time, but uh, it's a commitment. Um, also have Flint Service Company Heating and Cooling, um, Miller Properties, and R&R Automotive, and also Colors Edge, and Sound Solutions and Impression Screen Printing. All those are new sponsors this year, um, so we're really excited. Outstanding. To, to partner with those guys, and the, some of the people who have been with me for a while uh, include Beatty Tire and Automotive, uh, Mikasa Mexican Restaurant. That'll, that, I'm sure they have a burrito day for you, Jacob. There you go. See if they can get a there you Matt go. We need burrito. a Matt D burrito special. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, hit that idea. that for sure. Um, and Midway Mobile Storage, uh, Bad Romeo, man, these guys, it, it, the list goes on. It's not just people mm -hmm. that, you know, support yeah. us financially, but also the crew and my parents and Everybody who supports me, man, uh, it wouldn't be possible without any of those people. I definitely – I can't even think about doing it alone. It, it's a group effort. Uh, it's definitely a team sport. Anybody who says they're not, come to my shop and I'll prove you wrong. Well, you have truly been blessed, that's for sure, as we all have. And we wish you all the best in your season at Bowman Gray Stadium. If you're in the Winston-Salem area – uh, of North Carolina on a Saturday during the summer. You gotta go to the stadium. Just trust me on this. It's a show like no other. With that, we say thank you, John Holloman, for swinging by, and we'll have him back maybe in a month or so and we can get him on a little bit more. We're gonna step aside. When we come back, we're gonna hear from Kyle Souza, and we're gonna talk Icebreaker at Thompson, more with Dawson Cram, also before the show is over. You're listening to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, right here on both the Performance Motorsports Network and Spreaker.com. 
Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, Edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 this is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children name one of the leading killers of u.s children age 1 to 13 what's the best way to protect children in a car crash At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. It's time to catch up on the latest from the New England racing scene. On the Stock Car Show, here's Tom Baker with Kyle Souza. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by our good friends at HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. And we are happy to be with you on another nice evening here in Mooresville, North Carolina, as we talk motorsports and move to New England now to talk about, well, my favorite subject, modifieds, and one of my favorite race weekends, the Icebreaker at Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park. And we bring in Kyle Souza, our New England correspondent, who also is a part of the NASCAR Home Tracks PR team and writes as well for our friends at Area Auto Racing News. Kyle, welcome back. And I know this is one of the weekends you look most forward to uh, during the year as well. Yeah, this is definitely one of those weekends, Tom, that uh, that there's just about every kind of race car that New England has to offer is going to be in action uh, this weekend as part of what is now the 44th annual icebreaker at Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park. 
Uh, a fantastic job every year putting together this event and as well as their Sunoco World Series. Kind of the big two events up here in New England. This one kind of gets things underway. Uh, and then the second part of it is the Sunoco World Series, of course, which kind of wraps up the season. Jacob, this really, again, it has every type of car you can offer. It's got modifieds. It's got trucks. It's got weight models, uh, SK modifieds, tour-type modifieds, street stocks. There's so many different types of race cars and so many different drivers that are going to pile into Thompson uh, starting tomorrow. It's really one of those events that if you're a fan, race fan of England and you haven't been there, something I definitely suggest you knock off your bucket list before too long. I believe the word you're looking for, Kyle, is either menagerie or buffet. Either one would apply in this case because there is literally something for everyone when it comes to icebreaker weekend it's a weekend that i compare to the world series appropriately both of them at thompson speedway motorsports park because the whole staff up there josh Fanata and that entire crew kyle they're really good at bringing a lot of different series together and making sure the fans get plenty of bang for their buck the opening weekend the closing weekend they just do it right yeah, this is definitely one of those weekends, Jacob, that over the last couple of years, I think, has even gained a little bit more traction. You know, this is one of those traditional events uh, that everybody goes to every year. But over the last couple of years, they've added new divisions. Uh, and this year, no different. We've got these two exit realty divisions, the exit realty pro trucks going to be in action with a challenge race on Saturday, along with the exit realty 375 sportsmen as well. They're going to race on Saturday uh, let me do a quick breakdown for you. Friday, just a little bit of practice. No racing on Friday. Saturday, bright and early, the Valenti Modified Racing Series and Pro All-Star Series are going to be in action. The NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour is going to practice. And then when we get to Saturday afternoon and Saturday night, all the qualifying is going to get done for all of our divisions except the Wheel and Modified Tour. They'll qualify on Sunday. We'll have heat racing for a lot of the Thompson divisions. And then the big feature events open the season with the uh, the NEMA Lights of course, the Valenti Modified Racing Series is on Saturday night. The Pro Trucks and the Sportsman and the White Modifieds. A little bit of a condensed Saturday schedule, Jacob, than I think we're accustomed to. And then Sunday, we start things off with the Fan Appreciation Party. We'll have the SK Race, the Pro All-Star Series, the Sportsman, the Weight Models, Tour Qualifying, a mini stock race. And then somewhere at the end of that, Tom, hopefully the <laughs> sun is still out after all that goes down. The NASCAR Wheel Modified Tour, of course with their second race of the season, the Icebreaker 150. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is really one of these weekends when if you can't get enough of cars going around a racetrack, you probably need a clinic somewhere. <laughs> you need to go spend some time at a clinic. Um, there are just so many different divisions and quality as well. I mean, you got Pash, you got NEMA, you got the VMRS series, you got you know, the wheel and modified tour there. I mean, gosh, uh, you know, all kinds of modifieds. You got sportsmen. I mean, this is just, it's an incredible weekend, really, and just a great time um, to kick off things up north. Kyle, what do we look for in terms of, let's focus on the wheel and tour for a bit. What do we look for in terms of, drivers who you feel like we should be watching I mean, we have all the usual suspects of course and it's good to see that john mckennedy 
is going to be able to race as well after winning at Myrtle Beach. But are there any, do you look for, is there, are, is there a surprise or two that we could see go to the front of the field here that um, maybe wasn't at Myrtle or just somebody that we should be paying attention to outside of the usual group of four or five top racers? Well, to me, I think this is probably not going to come as a surprise, but I personally think that this is the race that Doug Kobe gets back to his dominance at Thompson. Uh, It just came across my mind earlier this week that, you know, Doug swept the season there in 2015. Yeah. Uh, He he had an off season there in 16, a really off season there last year. I know he was dominant at the Sunoco World Series, but he didn't win. I did what he had to do to win the championship, you know, take that as you may. But I I really think this is the weekend that Doug Kobe gets back to the top of the tour again and solidifies himself as the championship favorite. I know it may sound silly that he's not already the championship favorite, but there's so many different names in there. Uh, Are you looking for somebody maybe not among the guys? Yeah, that's I was kind of thinking that I guess I should have simplified it and said, is there a dark horse or two that we should be paying attention to? Yeah, I, I think the one dark horse going into this race is Chase Dowling. Uh, he won the poll there for the Sunoco World Series last year, okay. the 21 means 21 poll award. And then he opened the race on the poll, obviously had a uh, malfunction with a mechanical failure. He had to go to the back of the pack on lap two and he drove his way back up front, made the right pit strategy and finished second uh, in the finale. So he drove through all of those cars to get back to the front. I think that Chase is primed and ready. Uh, Jacob, you were at Myrtle Beach with me. Uh, Dowling was leading laps in the final 20 or so. He had a shot at winning Myrtle Beach. I think Thompson is the place that Chase Dowling shows us. I'm here. I'm here to stay. He may not win the race, but expect him to run probably close to the front when it comes down to the end. He'll have a shot to win the race. That's my two cents, and that's my prediction in all of this. I believe that Chase is one of the drivers that when he figures out the way to victory lane, he's going to figure it out a lot and often, much like John McKennedy. I feel like for either of those two drivers, the first win is the opening of the floodgates, and there will be a few more. And I believe for McKennedy, there will be a few more this season, Kyle. I firmly believe that this is just the start of great things to come for the whole 7NY team, and I'll call it a movement at this point because we've seen uh, the groundswell of fan support for that team just absolutely explode on social media over the past couple of weeks. Do you think, uh, Kyle, I mean, I do. do we possibly see maybe a, a a southern guy do we see somebody like a matt hirschman um somebody that maybe doesn't run the full tour i mean is it possible to see an outsider like that come into this event and you know maybe a burt myers somebody like that come in and, and beat the northerners or is this basically you're not beating the home team on the home track kind ha, of are you kidding well, this, there's 36 cars on the entry list. I had teased that last week, uh, knowing that we were going to have one of the biggest fields, if not the biggest field, uh, in my tenure covering the tour. And I, I've gone back and done some research. This is definitely the biggest field that I've seen covering the Wheel Modified Tour since yeah. I started five or six years ago. Uh, I, I really don't think that somebody out of the blue is going to win this race. I, I think the winner is probably going to come down to somebody. And when the checkered flag falls, we're going to say, yep. We thought we, you know, we thought he'd have a chance to win it. Burt Myers, uh, maybe I, I just don't see it. I don't see Burt winning the race Sunday. I see Burt running solidly inside the top ten, but I really think this race comes down to names like Kobe, 
Priest, McKennedy, Salamito, Bonsignor. Okay. And, and really, I, I think we can probably throw in Bobby Santos into that list as well as one of the guys that we expect to, to be in contention for the win. Again, this is a wheel modified tour. Uh, any there, There's a good chunk of cars that can probably win this race, Tom. You know that better than anybody. I think there's probably 20, 22 cars that, that are going to unload at Thompson on Saturday that we can say, you know what? I can see a scenario where Max Zackham wins his first race, or I can see a scenario where you know, Craig Lutz breaks through to win. I can see a scenario where Andy Sykes plays some pit strategy and gets his car up front in the final laps and hangs on to win the race. There, there's so many different guys that could win this race, but I really think, Jacob, I don't know what you think, but I, I think it comes down to those guys that we know have a good setup at Thompson. That track doesn't change a whole lot, and somebody that's nailed it in the past probably is going to be able to nail it this weekend. Well, there is the aspect of that defending winner guy who's coming back with a little bit of a score to settle, I believe, after missing the opener, Kyle. And you talk about guys who have done it before or know how to do it. Rowan Pennock's a guy who knows how to do it. And honestly, I could see him being a potential, I don't want to call him spoiler, but dark horse to win it again, so to speak. Yeah, I, I think it's very possible. Uh, that's one guy that you're right. I left out of that list of guys that we, we, we really think could have a shot. I talked to Rowan uh, about a week ago, and, and if you haven't seen yet the news and notes for the NASCAR Wheel Modified Tour that was released by NASCAR Home Tracks earlier this week, I had a chance to sit down with Rowan and, and really talk through with him what happened. So for those who don't know, he had a back, uh, off-season back surgery. I was going to say a back off-season. Uh, he had an <laughs> off-season back surgery. Uh, that took him out of the car for Myrtle Beach. The team decided that they didn't want to go down to Myrtle Beach. They were going to wait for Rowan. Well, Rowan has healed up, ready to go. Uh, he practiced last week at the Test and Tune uh, the day before Easter at Thompson in the Valenti Modified Racing Series car. Uh, seems as if he's all set. Back problems have kind of gone behind him in the back of his mind, and he's ready to go in that Bowler car. He also talked to team owner Mike Bowler who basically said to me, you know what, the competition is even tougher than it was last year. Yeah. Uh, so they've had to upgrade their stuff again, upgrade their, their setups to be a little bit more fine-tuned. Uh, and, and Panic said to me, you know what, something we used last year at Thompson isn't necessarily going to be good enough to go to victory lane. Again, we can start with that, but we're really going to have to tweak on that and get it a little bit better. And it's that second part of the race that I think these drivers worry about. After the pit stop, you've put new tires on. Is the stagger going to be exactly right? Are the tires going to grow and heat up to what you thought they would? And did you make the right adjustments on that pit stop? And going back to last year, Ryan Priest is another guy that made the right adjustments on a pit stop more often than not and put himself in position to win the race. I really think yep. the halfway point in that race, Tom, is the race where we're going to know, okay, here's who's up front. Here's who's going to have a shot. Now can they hang on? Uh, for the final 50 or so laps. Well, I think that's definitely, I mean, Thompson's always a big, a lot of it really has to do with the weather too, because, you know, what kind of a track we get, how much grip there is, the tire wear, all that kind of thing. I mean, you know, this is really going to be an interesting weekend here. We're going to talk more about modifieds, more about the icebreaker right around the turn as Kyle hangs on through the break with us. We'll do another segment with him. Uh, you're listening to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety, right here on the Voice of Motorsports, the Performance Motorsports Network. <laughs> 
You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> My mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Timmy Salamito, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on the Performance Motorsports Network. Happy to be with you as we work our way through another evening of motorsports conversation and uh, joined, of course, by Kyle Souza, as we were in the last segment, talking about the Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park. Could that track add any more uh, words to its name icebreaker event coming up this weekend one of the major events in the northeast that happens in the springtime and something we all look forward to especially if you're a fan of the wheel and modified tour because we go basically from thompson almost straight into the stafford speedway spring sizzler which is another one of the staple races in the Northeast. And if you're a modified fan, I mean, good grief. It's as good as it gets right now, Kyle. Uh, what a way to start the season at Thompson, not only with the modifieds, but just so much other racing going on there. Pick a winner. Tell us who's going to win this one. Yeah, I hinted to it in the in the last segment here before the commercial break. I really think it's Doug Kobe. Uh, this is it's got Doug Kobe written all over it. Uh, I, I think that he's the guy that, uh, is going to go into Thompson. I, I expect him to win the pole. I expect him to lead the most laps, and I expect him to win the race. I don't know about you guys, but I, I think Doug is his back. Doug's ready to go. They had a tough Mur uh, Myrtle Beach, but they had one last year, 
uh, and he's ready for some revengeance. The icebreaker last year, he ended up in the outside wall very early on. This year, uh, he's going to be spraying some champagne, I think, at the end of 150 laps. Eh, wrong. Well, Try again. My pick to win the race is simple. It's a driver who knows his way to victory lane very nicely. It's a driver who hasn't been in a modified yet on the tour this year, but it's a driver who is no stranger to success in these big races and is going to win one at the icebreaker. The six, Ryan Priest gets the job done. Good pick, good pick, good pick. Well, the the problem is you stole my pick, so I'm going to have to do something that I so rarely do in these picks, it seems lately. I'm going to have to agree with Jacob. I think Ryan Priest wins this one. But, you know, again, Kyle, when you look at this field, good grief, there's probably, like you said, at least a dozen or more cars that could win this race. I'd almost dare say there's probably 15 if we really thought about it and, and imagined some scenarios, but... You know, I just think Ryan Priest right now is in a very comfortable place and he's going to get the win in the icebreaker. Yeah, I think there's one more guy here, guys, that we haven't uh, mentioned quite enough that I think is going to have a shot uh, at winning on Sunday. I think Timmy Salomito is a guy that we really need to watch. Uh, And and this race has a history uh, of showing us who's going to be in contention for the championship at the end of the year. 2015. Uh, Doug Kobe winning the race ends up winning the championship 2016. Timmy Salomito wins the race is in mathematical contention for the title going into the finale 2017 Rowan Pennick wins the race doesn't win the championship, but is in contention mathematically going into that finale. So I think uh, whoever it is that walks into victory lane on Sunday at Thompson, I think that that guy is probably going to be in contention when we head back towards Thompson for the Sunoco World Series in race 16 of the season. So that's another storyline uh, to watch, among the many storylines going into uh, what should be a fun and exciting icebreaker weekend. I know Mother Nature uh, hasn't really been that nice up here in New England. It's going to be cold <laughs> this weekend, but then again, that's why they call it the icebreaker. Exactly. Indeed it is, Kyle. Now, I want to touch on, we talked about this a little bit earlier in our program, uh, but the past national championship series, as well as past North, getting going with a race at the Icebreaker Weekend at Thompson. This is a traditional race now on the past North schedule, but because it's one of the national championship races, we often see some of the Southern guys come up and race as well. We got a good picture at the North v South field at the Easter Bunny 150 over Easter Weekend at Hickory Motor Speedway, and I'm curious your thoughts about guys who are going to be factors this weekend you always look at a guy like Ben Rowe but the guy who I was very very intrigued to watch all weekend at Hickory was Derek Griffith one of the young guys who has really kind of broken out he won at Dillon to kick off the past South and past national championship seasons and he's a guy I think who could really come into Thompson a place where he has some laps in a super late model in the past and do something this weekend to me, Derek Griffith is one of the favorites going in there. But I, I think the favorite for this race, and, and I'll see what you guys think about it, I think it's Derek Granstrom, a guy really? that's got weekly, wow. weekly experience at Thompson in the past, a guy that ran in the front last year when the Pro All-Star Series was there, and a guy that's got Jeff Bellier uh, setting the car up. I, I know you guys may not be 100% familiar with Jeff Bellier, but up here in New England, uh, he's really a master of these big, big, uh, yeah, big bar soft spring setups. 
He dominated Seacock last year, winning more than half of the pro stock races, which is a super late model division with Dave Darling. He's been with Ranstrom for a long time. But I think, again, this pro all-star series race, a ton of guys that could take the checkered flag on Sunday. You mentioned Ben Rowe, who's kind of been under the radar here at Thompson the last couple of times the pro all-star series was there. Griffith, I think, is a threat anywhere uh, that he goes. I'm expecting Eddie McDonald to be probably in contention uh, at some point on Sunday, if he brings his car to the track, uh, there's just so many guys. And you guys saw what happened down at the Easter Bunny. President Peltier taking the win there. And and I think really, Jacob, you tell me, I think there was a lot of guys in the second half of that Easter Bunny race that could have won the race. It comes down to who is at the front in the final stages and who puts themselves in the best position for that final 15-lap segment, Tom, that we know is coming. There's always a caution in the final laps at Thompson, uh, and it comes down to to who's there at the right place at the right time if they want to win. Did we miss DJ Shaw? I was just getting ready to mention <laughs> DJ Shaw. Know, like, how can we talk about potential winners without mentioning DJ Shaw? Can I, can I, can I, can I, please? Go ahead. All right, here's the deal. DJ Shaw is tremendously motivated coming into this, Kyle, not only because he lost a tire, <laughs> came all the way through the field from a last chance race to go, oh, I don't know, finish fourth. He traded a little paint with Brandon Setzer in the process, and, well, you know, DJ's one of those feisty guys from up there. You know this as well as I do, Kyle. When somebody gets under DJ's skin, he usually comes back and does so with a vengeance. I anticipate that 60 car to be loaded for bear this weekend. Now, that's another guy I expect to be at the front of this race in the final stages. This icebreaker is really probably one of the, the rare races for the Pro All-Star Series that they're going to race in, in 30, high 30-degree 30 temperatures <laughs> over the course of the year. It's probably <laughs> one of the few races that these guys are tested in a cold racetrack. And I know the SKs will be just coming off the track, but when it's 35, 36, maybe even 40 degrees outside, Thompson is known for tightening up. Those cars get tighter when it's cold. It's going to be a tight racetrack all weekend, I think, you know, compared to the summer when it's hot and slick. I think it's going to be tight through the center of the corners, and we know how important it is to roll the middle of the corner on the high-banked uh, oval there in Thompson. I, I just think that, again, I think this race, much like the Wheel Modified Tour race, comes down to a late race dash to the finish, and really who has the guts to throw it in the corner uh, deeper than the guy in the side of them and race yeah. hard for the win. And I, I think that this... This really comes down to DJ Shaw, Ben Rowe, Derek Griffith, Derek Ranstrom. I think those are the four guys going in with that I see racing for the win there in, in the final laps. Well, you know, again, this past North series is as tough a series as there is. I mean, they, you call them pro stocks up north. They're known as super late models in a lot of the southern parts of the country. But they are a group. I mean, this is an all-star cast that's coming in just like with the modifieds. And really, I mean, the same extends to basically all the divisions because just like we saw at Hickory last weekend when you had the past cars in the Southern Modified Racing Series and very little, if any, competition in the area to compete for those cars, it's the same thing at Thompson. Everybody's going to go because there's nothing else that's racing yet. And you've got all these divisions to get through, and we could go right through every one of these classes, Kyle, and the story would be pretty much the same. It's the best of the best from all of New England and the surrounding states that are coming in for these races. Yeah, I, and I agree. I think 
Going back to that last segment, when we mentioned the tradition of this, this is one of the past races all year that I know the drivers really look forward to getting to. You really look forward to spending quality time with your crew guys to get the season underway, build that chemistry. But, Tom, let's let's face it. This is really also a weekend to spend with your family. A lot of sure. these drivers spend the whole weekend uh, with their family members in the pit area. A lot of them are going to camp out there at Thompson. Uh, myself, I'll be driving back and forth to home instead of camping, which kind of upsets me because being <laughs> at being at Thompson and being part of that camping drive and that camping excitement outside in the early hours of the morning when you know, hey, we're six hours from the first drop of the green flag for the icebreaker. This is really the kickoff in New England, even outside of the past with the SK modifieds, the late models. Yep. This is the one race that everybody wants to knock off their bucket list to start the season. We know how crucial it is to have momentum in racing. Uh, and really, anybody that wins any of the races this weekend at Thompson is going to have more momentum than anybody else as we get set uh, to head to the next couple weeks. Right after Thompson, uh, Seacock's got a practice session. Oxford's opening. Lee is opening on April 20th and 21st. Prince Sizzler <laughs> at Stafford. And then Seacock opening amid Riverhead and a ton of other things. This is a great time to be a New England race fan. I know looking outside my window right now, it doesn't look that great. But uh, <laughs> as the as the weeks go by, we hope that the weather gets a little bit better and we can enjoy uh, some quality time at the track. And, and I had a chance this past week to sit down and plan my schedule for the year. For a New England race fan, this is the first of 27 straight weeks of racing in this Northeast region at some track within 500 or so miles of Massachusetts. This is really a great time to get things underway, and I'm looking forward to uh, getting there to Thompson, reporting on all of it, and then, of course, next week we'll, we'll wrap it all up and somehow break down all 10 or so of the races that take place. We'll do our best. Let's put it that way. But uh, I'm sure, Kyle, that as you're driving in your nice, warm car back to your nice, warm house after each day of the racing, you may not miss the camping part as much as you think. But uh, certainly camping and partying at uh, a race weekend like this is always a plus so thank you for your time tonight we appreciate it as always enjoy the icebreaker and we look forward to dishing on everything that took place at thompson on next thursday's show that's kyle souza and we will step aside when we come back well we've got more of the stock car show presented by hms motorsport the leaders in motorsport safety right around the turn stay with us on pmn radio Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car 
That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead. Designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Cole Custer, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can visit them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. And uh, we're going to be doing a lot more business with HMS Motorsport throughout the year on this show. We've got a couple of more live remotes from their Mooresville location coming up throughout this year. And also the brand new racersafetyresource.com motorsport safety website is now under construction. And this we'll be telling you more about as we go. But the end result of this, it will be the largest, most comprehensive motorsports safety educational resource on the web when it is done so lots of things to tell you about as we get into the summertime here on the stock car show and again those of you listening to us live on spreaker.com we want to welcome you to our audience as well First time tonight, live both on the Performance Motorsports Network and also Spreaker.com. And we are very excited about that. Of course, you can also find all of our shows on demand on Spreaker.com via the Race Chaser Radio RSS feed. So just dial up Race Chaser Radio. You can also hit us on iHeart, iTunes, Google Play uh, as well. And we're... uh, working on a few others. So um, definitely excited about where we're headed here. More big news to talk about in the weeks to come as well. Okay, so back to the show. We have uh, Dawson Cram still with us. Dawson coming off his finest hour in motorsports, a 17th place finish on the lead lap at Martinsville in his NASCAR Camping World Truck Series debut. We've also got Chris 
Murdoch, Cisco Scaramuza with us, along with Jacob Seelman and, of course, Bill Murdoch. Bill Murdoch, wow. Let's try Bill Holt behind the glass, punching buttons. Chris is, uh, Are we related Chris is father from another brother or something like uh, that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that doesn't even make sense either. I mean, I may be... I'm not even Bill, <laughs> Bill, of course, the Carolina School of Broadcasting. Let's get back to the infamous list, shall we? Because that's where I really wanted to go this segment. Of course, we've got uh, the Race Hub 50 greatest NASCAR drivers of all time now, this was a list that was a compilation, as we mentioned earlier, of about four or five individuals. No, not four or five. Twenty-one. Oh, total. there were that many yes, people. Twenty-one total NASCAR race hub and NASCAR on Fox analysts. And wow. Okay, so everybody put together their own list. They averaged them all out in in an Associated Press um, list kind of format. And this is what we got. We mentioned earlier Richard Petty was number one. We all agreed that was okay. Yep. Jimmy Johnson came out number two. We all thought it should have been David Pearson, who's number three on this list. Um, so I'm going to go straight to numbers four and five. Four is Jeff Gordon. Five is Dale Earnhardt. So again, we go back to our round-the-table format. And I will start with Jacob Jeff Gordon, four, Dale Earnhardt, five. Um, would you change anything about the positioning of either of those two drivers? And if so, where would you put them, Jacob? I really struggled with this, honestly, because at the end of the day, especially in a format like this, I feel like those two, not necessarily from a championship standpoint, but from an overall impact and statistical standpoint, I feel like their positions in a lot of ways, are almost interchangeable. I feel like Dale's positioning is somewhat, uh, I don't want to say skewed, but it's a little bit tougher to really grasp because when you look back to 2001, we don't know how many more wins he could have added to that 76 total had what happened on February 18th not happened. Of course, we'll never know that. Sure. But at the end of the day, for me, I consider these two virtual equals in a list format like this. Personally, I'm putting Dale 4 and Jeff 5, but I can understand how it averaged out the way it did. So you're keeping Johnson 3? I'm keeping Johnson 3. Okay, just wanted to clarify uh, yes, the point. I'm, I'm, keeping, I'm keeping Johnson 3. We hadn't it, debated Personally, that. I put Dale 4, Jeff 5 for no other reason than, you know, largely I feel like the seven championships for Earnhardt give him the nod there. Okay, Dawson Cram, I'll let you weigh in on this. Jeff Gordon 4, Dale Earnhardt 5. You do still have, in theory, position 3 open because you did not specifically say you'd keep Jimmy there. So what would you do with uh, Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt? Would you change them? And if so, how? It's hard for me to say because I wasn't alive when Dale Earnhardt was alive, which that's probably weird for all you guys. Yeah, you weren't because you were <laughs> 2002. 2001. 2001. Oh, okay. So you were, wow. Yeah, you, you, he wasn't even born yet when I Black Sunday happened. Oh. I hate that for you. Not not that you missed Black Sunday, but that you missed Dale Racing because whether you liked him or not, he that, was was, that was an yes, era. Was. So, okay. So, I mean, Growing up in racing, I've always, you know, it's always been preached. You know, Dale Earnhardt's one of the greatest drivers ever. He could get anything done in anything. 
You know, he's the intimidator. So, seeing how much he's affected the sport and seeing how much Jeff Gordon has affected the sport, I would put – I just have to say that Earnhardt would be ahead of uh, Gordon. Gordon? Yeah. Yeah. So, Jimmy 3, Dale 4, Jeff 5. No, no. I no, think I, I think what he meant was put Dale three. Oh, yeah. sorry, missed that. I still so, think Ron Hornaday second. In his mind, in his mind, Hornaday <laughs> still so second. Fair. Yeah. Dale three, then who four? I'd put Johnson there. Okay. Johnson there, okay, and then Gordon fifth. Yep. That's fair. Okay, so we haven't had any outside drivers imported above them yet. Cisco Scaramuza, are you going to be the first? I'm not going to import them here. I'm going to wait a little bit okay. later, but it's it's a hard call for me. I'm definitely in the Jacob camp where I think Gordon and Earnhardt are at equal levels in terms of overall, but I, I'd have to say down to the fact that if you take out the chase, he would have won more championships. I'm going to put Gordon, keep Gordon in fourth. Okay, you so know, you're keeping JJ third. Yes. Okay, and Gordon, sorry, fourth. Gordon fourth yeah. Earnhardt fifth. That's an interesting yeah. argument that hmm. Cisco brings up because he has a point. Had it not been for the playoff system, Jeff Gordon would have been the sport. Would have been not Jimmy. It wouldn't have been Jimmy Johnson <laughs> becoming the sport's third seven-time champion. It actually would have been Gordon. That's an interesting way to look but at that. But we had the chase in the playoffs, so right. uh, you know. All but right. it's an interesting it way is, of ranking. It is uh, Murdoch. I'm going to swap them around. I'm going to put Earnhardt uh, four and Gordon five, strictly on the point that Jacob made alone. Who knows what Dale would have done. He'd already had seven championships uh, at that point when uh, that fateful day happened in 2001. Uh, who knows how far he would have went after that or how many more wins he would have had. It, there's a lot of people on this list that I'm going to change surely on that fact. That's a, a notable point to make. A lot of these guys didn't get to finish on their own terms. You know, for me, and I'll just tie this up really quickly, I think it's interesting to listen to Richard Childress talk about the start of that 2001 season. There's a lot of people that's to this day, Richard included, that believe had that 2001 season been able to be raced out the way they had the momentum coming in with Dale being fully recovered after the neck surgery, that he likely could have won that eighth title in 01, the title that Gordon ultimately won. Like you said, we'll never know. Yeah, and that's the problem. I, I, I understand wanting to think about that in terms of how you rank them, but I, I just I can't do that because it's an indefinite. And, you know, I have to base it on what is and what was and what we have. Um, and I absolutely put Dale Earnhardt third. I, I, I just – I don't think there's even a shred of a question in my mind that Dale Earnhardt belongs in the top three. Um, I would put Gordon fourth, and uh, I mean, at least for the moment, I put Jimmy Johnson fifth. Now that that's not wow. really, that's not a, it's not a, it's not an indictment of Jimmy Johnson. I'm not saying that he's um, not one of the sport's greatest, but here's the, the thing for me: he's not Dale done yet. Earnhardt. Well, he's not done yet, but Dale Earnhardt started his career racing in the era before. We had power steering before the, the we had all of the arrow. I mean, Dale was at the top of the sport and won his first championship in an era 
when it was a it took a very different tough physical mental kind of driver to really wheel those cars um i don't know what jimmy johnson would have done in that era because he didn't race in it so dale also made the transition into the arrow era and was as good in the draft as anybody who's ever sat in a cup car mm -hmm. so for me if we're going to put richard petty first and we're going to put david pearson second dale earnhardt is half a point behind them in third and honestly for me in terms of overall tough racers i could have lived with this list just as easily if it were dale and pearson or pearson and dale at the top and again not to say richard wasn't that kind of a driver but you know these guys were gritty kind of racers so i'm putting dale three i'm putting gordon four and i'm putting johnson five and we're gonna talk more about this on the other side of this final uh, caution flag if you will of the evening you're listening to the stock car show presented by hms motorsport right here on the performance motorsports network and spreaker.com we will be back just around the turn when do you think of a plumber like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> My mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. 
When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. I'm Dalton Sargent. You're listening to Race Talk on Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on Performance Motorsports Network and Spreaker live on both. And you can access access our shows on demand on Spreaker as well. Uh, just um, either get the app or uh, just go to Spreaker.com and dial up Race Chaser Radio. Race Chaser Radio. And uh, you'll get all of our shows that we produce here. Motorsports Madness and the Stock Car Show. And we've got... More content coming that we're going to be adding to our feed as we get into the race season more. All right. So uh, as we finish up this show, our traditional lightning round, we're going straight back to where we've lived here for a good part of the show off and on, which is we're debating this 50 greatest NASCAR drivers list that NASCAR Race Hub on Fox um, did. Now, you know, we've we've debated the top five. I want to sort of shift gears a little bit because I have some real issue okay. with drivers who aren't on the list. Okay. Okay. For example. You've uh, been reading my list, haven't you? Well, no. Well, no I had my no, own in Tom, my head before. No, because, but, Tom, because Tom takes an issue every time there's a list like this, and Jeff Bodine isn't on it. There's one. Now, <laughs> I wasn't going to go to Jeff first, so I'm, I'm still not. We'll save him for, for a minute. Dawson mentioned Ron Hornaday earlier and sa- actually said he would put Ron second all time. Now, for me, that's a bit of a stretch. But, again, this <laughs> is subjective, so fair enough. Um, but he's not on the list at all. I and mean, I, I think he should be. Yeah. I, There's a couple of guys. Ron Hornaday, Jack Ingram, who's another star of the uh, what was then the NASCAR Bush Series, now the Xfinity yeah. Series. Ingram is definitely another one that I, I, I think could be on there. Um, and, and, and I'll go back to Jeff Bodine for a moment. I mean, guys, I, I grew up in the 70s, okay, watching the Modifieds race. I love me some Richie Evans. I knew Richie. I wouldn't call him a friend, but he was certainly a good acquaintance at the racetracks and and got to know his son pretty well um, when he was growing up also racing go-karts. But um, I'm not debating Richie being on this list because, again, the list is not just for cup racers. It's all of NASCAR's series. Um, But Jeff Bodine had easily as big an impact in the modified division as Richie Evans did and in fact, there was one year when I'm trying to remember what the exact numbers were, something along the lines out of um, 55 wins in 74 starts, something like that in a modified. Um, and although he was already in cup by the time there was a NASCAR modified tour, per se, we never really... Jeff Bodine not being on this list at all. He introduced power steering to NASCAR. He introduced full-face helmets to NASCAR. Jeff won 
many NASCAR races. He won the Daytona 500. He's just, he's a driver who to me is easily in the top 50, not on the list. I can't believe 21 people made a list and Jeff Bodine wasn't on it. And I can't believe Ron Hornaday wasn't on it. Jacob, your comments. Okay, here's the deal. I agree with you on Hornaday. I apologize, and you can hate me for saying this later, but here's the deal. My opinion is that your opinion on Jeff Bodine is wrong. I get that he introduced power How steering. In the world? For that, for the power steering thing, I get it. For winning the Daytona 500, I get it. But when you're talking about NASCAR-sanctioned events, this is NASCAR. This I know. This is not the day. I know. L- listen. Be- I know. Before 1985, there are no, there are no there there's not statistical stuff as far as wait 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 hold, hold on that. hold on hold on no I'm going to stop you right there because if you're going to go back and you're going to say that we don't start counting modified statistics until 1985 Richie Evans didn't do squat because he had one season of the NASCAR tour. None he of- was killed at the end of 85. Why is he in the Hall of Fame? The NASCAR Hall of Fame, if you do here, not start counting here, here, stats before the, 85. Here's the deal. The only stats before 85 that are counted officially are championships. Jeff Bodine, if you look, if, if you look at, his, at his page on NASCAR's official website, has one NASCAR modified start on his record. Yeah. One. And, and Richie Evans has very few if you go back before 1985. But here's the deal. At the end of the day, even his national level stuff, 18 wins in the Cup Series. That's it. Yes, I understand one of them was the Daytona 500 in, 19, in 86, I think it was. 86? Yeah, yep. 86. He Six. won Rick Hendrick. He's the reason Rick Hendrick still exists in Cup. Yes. He I, won I'm, the first I'm race for Hendrick that. Motorsports. I'm aware of that. What more do you want? Well, Tim Richmond's that, on the list, and Richmond, what did Richmond do for impact for the sport other than negative? Okay. I mean, now, granted, he was a fantastic driver, well, and I think okay. he was. Right, right, are you, you going to let me finish my point? Because, Go ahead. Because I don't think Richmond should have been on that list at all. I don't believe Tim Richmond should have been on that list yeah. at all, and anybody in NASCAR. So this is uh, why I love debating it. Uh, anybody in that whole NASCAR race hub group that managed to pile together enough points to put Tim Richmond on that list, you're crazy. There's plenty of other guys who should have been on there besides Tim Richmond, but no, from an overall cumulative body of work, I don't believe Jeff Bodine should have been on that Bull. list. I'm sorry. Bull. Can I can I jump in? Go please? ahead, Cisco. Because you two have been hogging the mic. Go ahead. So in the process of the show, I have my own little list of people who aren't on the list who I think should be, so I want to do this. Can we run through that list and get a yes or no they should be on the list Absolutely, from you guys? Absolutely, Cisco. Sure. Go for it. All right. Red Byron. No. 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 Elmo Langley. No. No. Jeff Bodine already covered it. Bobby Hamilton Sr. No. No. Borderline for me, but no. 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 Ryan Newman. Yes. No. Yes. No. Great qualifier. Great qualifier. Won the day. Uh, hang on. Let me go and back rookie to rookie of the year. Let me, and y- rookie of the yeah, year. Yeah. Okay. Let me go back to Newman for a minute before you get off on Kyle Petty. Great <laughs> qualifier. One of the best in the history of NASCAR. Won rookie of the year. Won the Daytona 500. Won the Brickyard 400. 50 greatest. No. 
I'm of I'm of the same opinion of him as I am of Jeff Bodine. Yeah, he won races, but the overall cumulative body of work isn't no. there for me. Okay, right. keep going. Kyle Petty. No. Nope. Sterling Marlin. Yes. No. That yes. is an interesting debate for me, well, especially because Sterling got good late in his if career. If you take away the Daytona 500 wins, tell me about Sterling Marlin after that. I'm working on it. This is because I'm just not. He had he his good years were mainly with um in the forty uh, the well like with Ganassi the forty yeah 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 the forty yeah the he car. he fi he finished third in points the in two thousand one the year that Jeff Gordon just ran off and obliterated yeah. everybody to win the championship I, and even ninety five when he won his second Daytona five hundred I could be persuaded he, for Sterling he almost but, won two championships yeah so he, Sterling he, for me is somebody who I think. Um, never really got the recognition for how good he actually was. I don't know. I, Here, I, here's I can be I persuaded. Go when, ahead, Chris. Uh, when you're talking about people on the list or who didn't make the list, uh, when you say something like Jacob just did, when, when you ask, uh, tell me about him, and he says, I'm working on it, that should be a clear cut that he shouldn't be on the list. This is of 50 best drivers of all time. If you have to say, I'm working on it or let me think about it, I mean, well, you should be able to at least but it, know. No, but, but, but see, if you're basing it on stats, and see, my whole problem with, with these lists to begin with, but this is also why it makes it fun to debate, is you base, if you base it on stats and results, okay, Richard Petty is the only guy to win 200 races, but he ran the bulk of his career in years when NASCAR ran 50, 60, 70 races, and he, raced, he won a lot of dirt races at tracks where there were 10 or 12 cars that started. So, you know, this is one of those situations where I try to look at more than just wins and losses and, you know, even points um, and stats because everything is so subjective. I'm, I'm not quite sure why, for example, Buddy Baker is so far down on the list when Buck Baker is up just outside the top 10, 15, I want to say. 16, that, yeah. that was 16. my next argument. You know. <laughs> if, you, if you look at this, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s 37th, when Al, Alan Kowicki's 41st, I argue that Alan Kowicki should be at Alan least should up be in the top high. 25. Alan yeah. should be well higher well, than Jr. And again, By the way, uh, you, when Junior you're talking should be farther down on the list, when you're talking about lists of, of 50 greatest, stop and consider Buddy Baker had decent numbers, but his father, Buck, finished in the top five in points every year from 1953 to 1960, won two championships during that time, and won 46 cup races. Yeah, that's that, that to me is worthy of being where he is and well above Buddy. Well, Buddy never performed to the level that his dad did, but, but then again, if if it, again, that's Buddy is incomplete, really, because like Pearson, there were a good, there was a good bit of his career when he either didn't run full seasons or wasn't in equipment that could, um, could exactly run and win races too. But you know, you look at some of these people that, again, continuing just a couple more on Cisco's list that sort of stand out to me. Mike Stefanik certainly could be. Um, he's the only guy other, for this list. He's the if Richie Evans is on the list, Mike Stefanik has to be borderline. He's the only yeah. guy other than uh, he and Richie Evans are the only two drivers in history to win nine NASCAR sanctioned championships in anything. Yeah, and see that's there again. You know, you look at this in Stefanik. It ought to be to me ought to be on the Hall of Fame already, but he's not. Yeah, really. You know, um, you know, and 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 but you look at some of the other names that you had, Cisco. I don't. 
Um, you know, God bless Wendell Scott. No, Janet Guthrie. God bless no. her too. She she was the best women female cup racer ever. Still is, in my opinion. No, not one of the top fifty. Daryl Derringer. No, Jack Sprague. Yes, um, Stefanik. Yes, Ruggiero. No, not quite. Um, Ingram. Yes, Randy Lejoy. No, Smokey Eunuch definitely should be <laughs> without a doubt should be um, he'll, ne he'll never be in the hall of fame but, either right and and again and i'm gonna tell you Smokey unique will never be in the hall of fame for the same exact reason jeff bodine won't i'm gonna leave that there you folks can figure out where i'm going with that jacob close us out buddy yeah, it's a good thing we have a checkered flag or we'd be ranting another hour. Thanks to Mike Garrity, Megan Kolb, our social media partners at 3 Wide Life, as well as Bob Steele, Sue Mason, Bill Holt from CSB Behind the Glass, and all the folks at PMN that make this show possible. For Tom Baker, Cisco Scaramuza, Chris Murdoch, and our special guests for the evening, Dawson Cram and John Holloman, as well as Preston Peltier, I'm Jacob Seelman reminding you to keep it off the wall. And folks, if you're headed to a racetrack, we might just see you there. Have a safe racing weekend. Good night. You've been listening to the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. The Stock Car Show is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network. www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section on the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-host, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the Stock Car Show returns on Thursday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, stay tuned for more great motorsports programming on the Performance Motorsports Network.